Welcome to the podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, Bio Soul Integration. There, my goal is to help you integrate body and soul, to help you feel completely, express fully, and live authentically. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Eaker. Let's get into it. Hi there, Jay Eaker here at the Bio Soul Integration Center in Louisville, Colorado. And uh, today I want to talk about the power of presence and how presence can, can uh, help to heal pain, to sort of transform pain, transform the energy that's bound in pain and actually turn it into wisdom for our bodies and for our lives. Uh, first of all, before we get started, if you could like this video, if you could share it with people who might be interested, share it on Facebook or wherever you do your social stuff. And uh, of course, please subscribe. That would be really helpful. So um, I've been talking in other videos, I've been talking about the power of our attention and uh, how when we bring our attention to pain, there seems to be like an enzyme, I would say, in, in attention that catalyzes the process of healing. Uh, a just like, uh, just like uh, in a chemical reaction, when it gets catalyzed, it gets sped up. Well, there's an enzyme in our attention when added to our pain. It sort of catalyzes this process of unfolding the energy that's bound in pain. Uh, and if we want to break it down even further, there's something else that's going to be uh, needed, which I would call presence. So it's just an added sort of step in addition to tension. And I like to say that tension plus love equals presence. So presence is really about adding the heart. It's really about seeing the pain, seeing any problem really through uh, and feeling. Feeling's the kind of key word. Feeling the pain or any problem, the sensations involved with the pain or the problem through the lens um, of the heart. Um, often when we sort of bring our attention to what's happening uh, to our pain, it's in the process, you know, presence will naturally unfold if you bring a lot of, uh, a lot of attention to the pain. But um, if we go ahead and invoke the heart, it's kind of like a, a healing hack, you might say. Hacks are popular these days. So this is presence, developed presence is like a healing hack. Um, I've seen this, the, I've seen the results, I've seen the, I've seen what happens with people over and over and over again in my office here when they bring presence, when they bring their heart to their pain, when they see their pain through the lens and feel their pain through the lens of their heart. But, uh, people like sciencey stuff. And so I have run into this, uh, research and education organization called the HeartMath Institute. You may have heard of them. Um, but the HeartMath Institute has been doing research for the last like 30 years or something on the heart and its characteristics and its uh, role in healing and consciousness, etc. And they discovered that there is a what they call a coherent state where all the rhythmic, uh, when you bring your attention, well, where, where all the rhythmic uh, processes, the organ systems, the immune system, digestive system, the cardiovascular system, all these sort of rhythmic cyclical systems start to sync up with the brain and this coherent state develops and they call that um, physiological coherence. And in this state, there are a number of characteristics in that it tends to free up resources, resources so people can heal, so their bodies work more uh, efficiently. Um, and another a number of improvements in, in health. 
that happen when, when this physiologically coherent state is happening. But, and that's kind of like when we bring attention. That's kind of on the level of bringing attention to our, our pain. But what, and that state, I guess they say, can kind of develop on its own, but you can, again, you can hack it by, uh, by, by consciously bringing your attention to your body in a certain way. And so what they found was that, uh, if you bring your attention to the area of your heart and you sort of conjure up or you sort of generate, uh, emotions, you get your emotions involved and generate emotions that would be typically involved uh, associated with the heart, gratitude, appreciation, that there is a different kind of state that starts to develop. Um, and in this particular state, they call it psychophysiological coherence, is what I'm calling presence, basically. Uh, and in this psychophysiological coherent state, uh, there are other benefits that start to happen that are involving emotion, uh, that are involving consciousness. And you know, chronic illness, there's a lot of, uh, um, it's kind of the fact that uh, our emotions are very tied into chronic illness. Uh, and so this emotional piece is really important. Uh, and there's a lot of changes that they, that happens around depression and chronic conditions and uh, people claim, if you say that they uh, are just happier with life, greater well-being, happier in general with life when this, when this uh, physiologic, this uh, psychophysiological state is happening, or what I call uh, a state of presence. Um, and there was, they did some research, and there were some really interesting things that they found, especially considering the work that I do. So what they found was that this uh, state of presence, as I'm calling it, could be measured in a person's nervous system. And they could, um, they noticed that when someone was touching another person or just in proximity to that person, that that, uh, when someone in a state of presence was uh, close to someone else or touching someone else, that the, that state could be measured in the nervous system of the person that they were touching or close to. So their, what they decided, what their conclusion was that their, the heart, there's a field of information that, um, you know, the heart carries a field of information and that field of information can be transferred and that state can be transferred from one person to another. Uh, they also found that when people were in this state, that they were more sensitive to the heart signals of others so that their conclusion was that there's this, there's this group field. Um, and in fact, the, the heart field extends many feet around the body. And, um, they say that the heart is the electromagnetic field, which is the, this information is getting transferred through the electromagnetic field, uh, according to them. Uh, the electromagnetic field of the heart is like 50 times greater than the brain. Um, also in a very interesting, in a study that they did where they had, they showed people emotionally neutral or emotionally charged, uh, images on a computer screen and they were measuring their heart and their nervous system. What they found was that the heart reacted almost five seconds prior to them being shown emotionally charged images. 
That's even before, uh, even before the computer had even decided what image to show them. Their heart was already reacting. So uh, there's a way in which the heart, you know, the, the intelligence of the heart seems to sort of trans transcend our classic uh, definition of time and space. And I would say that that's how uh, people, that's how people are able presence is really important in healing and, and people are able to sort of heal things that happened in the past. You know, often people are really gripped uh, by things, uh, situations and traumas and things like that that happened to them in the past. Uh, but the heart uh, doesn't know past or future and those things uh, and all the energy that's bound in those things can be transformed into wisdom uh, by the intelligence, by the intelligence of the heart. Um, and so, you know, really it's possible to, presence has the pos has the potential for changing, you know, your life and for changing the world, really. Um, I had a, a client that I was working with online the other day. I was doing a session with her, a distance session online. And one, one of her big concerns was all of what's going on in the world, you know. And she ended up drawing her attention to her body and what was going on with her. And something unfolded in her where she... Uh, there was a part of herself that she'd always been pushing away um, that had been made unconscious and she started seeing that part of herself through the lens of her heart and this big unfolding happened, lots of emotion. Um, but I explained to her that that's how we heal the world. Um, again, like the HeartMath Institute points out that the heart carries information and so when we bring that, we sort of uh, develop that presence in us, when we can see parts of ourselves through the lens of our heart, those who are in proximity or those who we touch, that same state gets spread to them. And as also HeartMath Research pointed out, there's a field. And so people are responsive to a field where a field of presence, basically. Um, and that's, that's really, you know, how we, that's how we heal the world. Um, so I just want to make a quick recap uh, on bringing your, you know, last time I talked about bringing your attention and how to do that. We bring our attention to a sensation of something in our body, something that's bothering us, pain, tension, whatever. You notice where is it exactly? What are the boundaries? Does it have shape or volume? Uh, is it moving in some way? Does it have other characteristics like color or texture or things like that? Uh, and often when we start to do that, emotion starts to come up. And um, that is the moment to bring presence. That is a moment to sort of see and feel, again, that's the operative word, feel the, what's happening through the lens of our heart and feel the sensations of that pain through the lens of our heart. So again, bring, breathing that into your heart or generating love and appreciation and directing that sensation, the feeling of appreciation or gratitude towards the pain. Um, What's another way to do that? Those are the basically good ways to do that. Uh, you can you can use words like you can call it my dear. You can call your pain your dear. It's a part of you as if you're sort of holding it like you would a, a hurt baby or a hurt child, and in that way extending your your um, heart to it. So yeah, it's kind of it's radical, right? Like bring you know loving something that we've been pushing away so hard, and so uh, naturally there's going to be some people are going to have resistance to that, and especially in the sort of new age community, 
that kind of come about, I think, around um, the secret where we've gotten this idea that we can uh, change the future with our thoughts, that our thoughts are so, so important and people might have resistance to sort of saying yes to their pain, but that's because they're, I don't want you to say yes to the thoughts. Your thoughts are BS, basically. I want you to say yes to the sensation. I want you to bring your attention to the sensation, and that way you're directly connected to the energy. The thoughts are secondary. So I want to make that distinction. You're bringing your attention to the sensations. You're saying yes to the sensation, the feeling, not the thoughts. Um, and, uh, you know, when we do that, the energy that's bound in tension starts to unfold and we sort of extract the wisdom out of it and it kind of creates this portal that takes us that takes us to a you know we've been living we've been being a certain way it takes us to a place where we're completely different we're being someone else um often uh a crisis is useful because, um, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to avoid crises. But a crisis can be useful because it sort of forces us into a state of attention and it forces us into a state of presence. Um, I, there was a woman that I was working with, a, a client of mine, and she came to the office one day and she just started shaking violently and she told me the story about how her husband was leaving her. Um, he had decided, you know, she, he didn't want to be with her anymore. He was leaving her for another woman. He wanted to sort of, he was trying to turn her against her own, or turn her kids against her. And the truth is she had sort of lived all her life with him, um, you know, doubting herself, really doubting herself. And he was someone who was sort of taking advantage of that. And I could see all the doubt in her. Um, she kept trying to, she kept wondering like, why, what, uh, what if I, what can I do differently to sort of fix this? What's you know? There's something I'm the I'm I'm at fault here. There's something that I could do to fix this. She kept doubting herself, and I told her to to um, really get, bring her attention to the sensation of the doubt and see what that feels like. Uh, and when she did that, there's other things that started to unfold. There was fear, and I said bring your attention to the fear, let that unfold. And so these waves of emotion would come and she would shake and the waves would come and then she would be, and then it would pass. It would like the wave would crash on the beach and she would be left in a state of peace. And then other things would happen. She would feel anger and I, and she certainly had a, a, you know, a program around anger because it was the leading edge of the energy that was going to give her the, the oomph to sort of reclaim her power. And so she naturally, was uh, skeptical of that but i said bring your attention to the anger and let it happen and let it let it be there and i just watched this process of her these waves of her each wave uh her anger was transformed into as it seen through the the lens of love and presence it was transformed into this loving resolve where she started to get on the same side as herself and, and started to be able to draw healthy boundaries in herself and say, no, wait a minute, that's not right. What happened was not right. And there's nothing wrong with me. And this anger is, um, justified. And, um, you know, I kind of watched her transform in a major way, just in the matter of minutes there. It was really cool, but she was able to, you know, um, you know, her heart, uh, her, her, her anger and all that emotion was being seen through the lens of her heart. 
And so she was able to, uh, you know, have the strength to sort of um, protect her kids and come out the other, the other side of that situation um, in, a, in a good way. But that's what happens. Presence creates a doorway that allows us to transform our pain and extract the wisdom for our bodies and our lives. It turns the energy that was bound into pain into something useful. Otherwise, that energy is something that just weighs us down. It's like a rocket ship. Uh, you know, a rocket ship is full of fuel. There's like, a, it's just a massive amount of fuel in a big, huge rocket ship that, that is required to, you know, launch it into space. Well, it, before that fuel is ignited, it's just weighing that ship, that rocket ship down, right? And that's what all our pain is doing. It's just like weighing us down. But with present, presence catalyzes that energy and turns it into fuel. And that fuel can propel us to the upper limits of what's possible for our bodies and our lives. And so that's what's possible with presence. So again, I hope you like this video. I hope you found it useful, interesting. Please like it, share it, share it with people that might be interested and need it. And uh, I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the BioSoul Integration Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my BioSoul Integration YouTube channel. You can also find me on the web at BioSoulIntegration.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day.